whole premise is it's about racial segregation in America. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, it's not like we don't have black people in Toowoomba. We have so many They Sudanese... just didn't make the cut in auditions. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> they got the Greek kids and tanned them. Oh, which is not, not all right, dude. It's oh actually not good. Hello and welcome along to the Community Notice Board. Okay, Jamie, you want to take some? Yes. Hello. Welcome to another. Ev- <laughs> you liked that last week, so I'm doing it. Hello. I'm a little gonna childhood. Change it now. Hello. It's even Go better. For it. Hello. <laughs> welcome to another episode of Community Noseboard, a podcast about suburbs we grew up in, local landmarks, hometown heroes, and coming of age tales. We've got a very special guest today, the very funny comedian Grace Jarvis. How are you, Grace? I'm good. How are you? Good, thank you. And today we're talking all things Toowoomba. Oh, yes. Toowoomba. Toowoomba? East Queensland. Toowoomba. 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 Like the Roomba. Yeah. Pronunciation. It's similar. Two Woombas. Yeah. Yeah. And how long were you in Toowoomba for, Grace? I moved to Toowoomba. Uh, in 2008, I think. Yeah, 2008, and I graduated from high school in 2015. Um, so then, and then I moved to Brisbane for university. Right. So okay. formative, formative, formative years, high yeah. school years. Yeah, from grade five to grade 12, I was in Toowoomba. The golden and, years. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Toowoomba's sort of like a satellite city of Brisbane, or it's sort of like within its orbit, right? It's is it is is Brisbane the big smoke, or is it sort of its own city in, 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 when you live there? No, no, Brisbane is definitely the big smoke. You got to go in there if you want, you know, to buy anything specific or <laughs> <laughs> see any sort of good show. Or yeah, right. <laughs> What's the kind of what's the vibe like in the town? Is it small country town vibe? It's a pretty like it's big. I feel like people who talk like people who grew up there are like, oh my god, it's a hole, and it's like it's not a hole. It's a nice town. Yeah, like it's yeah. a regional city. Like yeah, it's yeah. nice. We yeah, have a yeah. um, the carnival of flowers every year, ooh, so uh, pretty good. good. It's good. very pretty. Yeah, um, like a little floriard. Yeah, it's a, it is, like a little flurry art. <laughs> also, I love leading with that, like something positive, because most of the time it's just like, it sucks, I'm glad I got out of here. Here's a story about a guy fighting someone with a knife outside of a pub. <laughs> I mean, yeah, all that as well, but yeah. it's... <laughs> Does it have that, is it have that, like, you know, the the is the, is the joke in Brisbane, like, Oh, Toowoomba, where they all bash each other. Is that that sort of town where it's the punchline of a joke in Brisbane or is it more of it got its own personality? It's. I think Ipswich is the punchline of that joke. Yeah, I think right, in okay. Brisbane it's like, oh, Ipswich. Um, so I think Toowoomba's like too – it's not getting a mention. Okay, <laughs> right. <laughs> Toowoomba's like, come on, we bash people too. <laughs> yeah. Where's our show? Two more stabbings. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I think yeah, for sorry. a period we had – the record for chlamydia cases oh, wow. for a while when I was a teenager. That's not the Guinness Book record. You <laughs> yeah. for Pretty good. <laughs> the Trojan um, Book of Records. There yeah. we go. <laughs> the offshoot. Wow. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, I don't think we're getting. No one know. Like it's not. It's not getting brought up. A surprising number of like comedians and people that I know now as an adult 
grew up in Toowoomba, which is weird. Like, um, Beck Shaw is from Toowoomba. Right, um, okay, yeah. And I think I saw I, um, Michelle Laurie, was it? Oh, yeah, that I, checks out. Lizzie yeah, Who yeah. as well. I think oh, her mum wow. is from Toowoomba. Wow, right. okay, yeah. Um, That's And uh, Damien Power, I think. Damien Power, Nick Carr. Yeah. Um, so, so one of those towns that sort of breeds a bit of a... A bit of a weirdo. Yeah. yeah, weirdo, I was going to say. Uh, you either get chlamydia or a sense of humour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or both, if you're lucky. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got to have a sense of humour about it. Funny people fuck. <laughs> I mean, I don't, but... <laughs> I, uh, I'm surprised you say it's not really thought of much because I found so much um, history in Toowoomba in terms of a, a birthplace of Australiana. Um, I oh, don't know yeah. if this is one that goes around in Toowoomba. Uh, the Lamington was oh. apparently uh, invented in Toowoomba. Well, it's sort of up and uh, it's debated that the, the Lamington was named God, after... God, we can't have a national food without a debate. No one can yeah. just fucking <laughs> yeah. make a call on an... Uh, we have two a- and they're like, you know, it's like a Pavlova and a Lamington and it's no well, one it's knows what the fuck it It's always got to be controversial. <laughs> I know. And it's, and it's so annoying because it's like... The guy, it was definitely named after Governor Lamington. I don't think anyone's like, you know, there wasn't 15 Lamington guys <laughs> dropping around. So there was this guy, Governor Lamington, and he had a uh, house uh, while he was the governor of Queensland at the time, and he had a house, Harlaxton House in Toowoomba. Oh, uh, yeah. And anyway, the, the story goes he had unexpected guests and he yelled at his uh, chef to improvise and make some food and all he had in the cupboard was a spale, uh, a sponge cake and so he went, oh, and just did that thing when you look in the fridge and go, what the fuck am I going to do? <laughs> and just rolled it in chocolate and threw coconut on it to make it look less like a big pile of shit, I suppose. <laughs> and um, he said, hey, yeah, your Lamington. And so that's the story of the Lamington. And so there's debate of whether it's uh, as Toowoomba or it was in... Uh, Probably Ipswich was the other part. I don't know. You know, it's probably somewhere else. But um, well, at yes. least it's Queensland centric. It's definitely yeah. they're agreed on that. They're, but what's the like? What's the the debate's weird because Governor Lamington lived in Toowoomba. They're not that scenario has not happened in two different. You know, well, he had a holiday. That was time. his holiday. That was his holiday house. Oh, I see. And so. then ah. it was like where he was when his idiot chef did this. <laughs> <laughs> so, I feel like the chef's getting thrown under the bus yeah, a bit he's too much. Totally. <laughs> yeah, he's an idiot, and also no one's calling it like his thing. Everyone's debating also, which, which which holiday house did Lamington have when he came up with this thing. It's like the guy did, just ate it. You know, that's all that happened. You know, imagine being the kind of person that has a sponge cake like on. On hand, <laughs> yeah. like that's yeah. not a, a lot of prep. I and, don't relate to that. If I yeah, need to, yeah, if yeah. people are coming over and I need to make a dessert, I'm melting chocolate chips in butter in like a mug. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I, know. I like if the I idea. If I buy a sponge cake, I'm not panicking. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, fuck, I got a whole <laughs> fucking sponge cake here. But I do like I'm the idea of a professional catering. chef just being like, fuck, give him sponge cake. He fucking doesn't know anything. Yeah, yeah also, maybe the chef was just like, I hate this guy. I'm not yeah, wasting yeah. any of my good ingredients. Yeah. I'm going to chunk chocolate and coconut on this thing and call it a day. It probably, Hopefully he'll name it after it me. He probably <laughs> dropped it on the floor and it got dirt and bits of shit on yes. it. And it's like, what's this? And it's like, oh, coconut. <laughs> the <laughs> lamington is the perfect dessert to eat after it's fallen on the floor because yeah. you can really disguise a lot in the coconut's yeah, coating. Oh, yeah. It's also, that's got to be, I swear that's got 
got to be the story of every known food dish in every country where someone's like oh do you know how this was invented well what happened was someone came in they were drunk as hell fresh <laughs> off like uh, two hours uh, and two days on the beers they came in they said what do you have for me i looked in the kitchen i had every single leftover ingredient and this is what i made with it yeah. like i think that that's the burger too right the burger the buffalo wing they're all just like pissed people walking in somewhere and being like give me food yeah, yeah real real uh, insight into jamie's diet with those two examples there. <laughs> <laughs> i was trying to think of like you know cock the vin or something you know yeah, yeah. Well, i don't think anyone's wandered in and be like can dish. you make a wine reduction for me <laughs> it's four in the morning I, and i need i think it. what we're learning is that food inventions are, come together best under pressure yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's it's no gonna be like, got a lazy sunday like what am i i'm gonna invent a cake now i've got the afternoon free i'm gonna free <laughs> Yeah, if you're not panicked, you're like, I'll just make a food that already exists. I'm chilling. (laughs) I can get anything I want. Speaking of the lamington sucks as well. I hate lamington. It's not good. Uh, You've got to add a bit of cream or jam or something, but just the base lamington. Or just straight into the bin. (laughs) Scrape it all off, get the regular sponge cake. What? (laughs) Then call me the bin because my mouth's open, baby. (laughs) (laughs) I love a lamington. Bansley's just like... (laughs) We always had these... um, Lamington. I always had them at scout camps. Uh, I can't remember. It was like a, a local bakery. But I say bakery, but it's like they, they didn't seem super well baked. But it was like sort of like a huge <laughs> tray of lamington that we would get for scout camps. Yeah. And you'd just like – and they'd all stick to each other. So it's like no lamington is getting its full amount of coating when yeah, you're getting it out of this fucking it. cardboard <laughs> box. They're all sticking to each other and melting in the sun, and you're like, well, I just got out of a canoe. I guess this is all there is to eat. <laughs> and you had to sell them. like, Yeah, there was like Lamington Drives was a big thing I found. Lamington Drives, that's what it was. People had yeah. to like fill yeah. out forms in order for us to bring them Lamingtons. It's like you could get a Lamington at any point, you know? Yeah. I made it himself out of his fridge like it's not like <laughs> yeah. that complicated here you know now like, i'm involved i'm 12 i'm doing admin <laughs> gotta get some fucking labor. dad with a ute to move this fucking ton of lavington is, no is one there, even wants them that much yeah. is there like a big scouts thing was that huge there like or you, you just happen to do scouts um i happen to do scouts because my dad was a scout uh my parents are from new zealand so I, I have no real connection to any Australian town because I, uh, I, m- my dad's army, so I moved around heaps. Um, I called Toowoomba my hometown because I lived there the longest and my parents still live there, but I did, I did heaps. Um, mm. And my dad was a, a scout in New Zealand. And so because we moved around so much, the easiest way, this is good parenting, I think, is the easiest way to like give your kids built-in friends every time you move towns is just immediately sign them up for scout like new yeah. scout hall. like <laughs> yeah. every time you get to a new town new scout hall new ballet school and now you're like same old lamingtons yeah you got yeah. kids yeah, yeah. that's that's pro- yeah that's probably the right way to do it or just did you, did you guys yeah. do scouts no, no i my friend did it and i always wanted um to do it and my mum would never sign me up and i remember his mum coming to our house once and 
and telling my mum how good the scouts were. And my mum just sitting there like nodding along like, yeah, oh, well, I'll think about it, think about it. And I'm sitting there watching like, oh, I'm going to get in there. My <laughs> <laughs> mum was just paying lip service. She's like, I'm not sorry, you're fucking scouts. Like, mum cannot be bothered doing that. Your mum was, was like, I will not have a nerd for a son. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're yeah, not selling anyway. buttons. <laughs> Sell lamingtons, you idiot. Um, sewing your podcast badge on <laughs> I was a Cub oh, Scout. That was oh, yeah. the same thing? That's the pre-Scout. Oh, Scouts right, are okay. like the big boys. Cubs are the Oh, yeah. Boys. I was a Scout. I was a Joey in Canberra. Uh, and then I was a Cub in Tamworth. Um, and I was a Cub in Toowoomba. And then I was a Scout in Toowoomba. And then I was a Ventra. So oh, I was right. from when I was six to when I was uh, 17. Jeez. I think mine was like 8 to 11. So yeah, that's the like, appropriate age, yeah. to be honest. Um, <laughs> yeah, career is much shorter. I was in there for too long. <laughs> it's like they did, I mean, Cubs, I hated it. I wasn't, we, our favorite part was that we got to play soccer like five minutes before Cub Scouts started. And then everything else, I was like, what do you mean go outside? We're just playing soccer. And I, but I remember once they, because they do like occasionally like charity things, which is, okay, which is just, like uh i guess a car boot sale where they just bring all their shit and uh sell it and then like the proceeds would go to charity and i stole two garfield books from that charity because i wanted them so bad many of the badges of scouts i didn't i, I didn't like. have, i didn't have the money and i was like iron up the books no, I was like, the scout this- law is you know a scout is courageous a scout is loyal a scout is thrifty, thrifty would you right, believe okay. that is how i justified it in my mind i was like a yeah, scout yeah. takes initiative <laughs> a scout and cares to, for the environment and i want to see how this cat feels about lasagna <laughs> you gotta find out uh, find out i did he loves it <laughs> mondays not so mondays I um I also found the Lamington on, on top of the Lamington. Guess what else was invented in Toowoomba? The Wii Spa. Oh yeah, that wow. is true. What's Every that? teenage boy I knew um was they were like that would always be their summer job at the Wii factory, just like yeah. fucking dealing with tons of mangoes. Yeah. So. You just every teenage boy I knew just stank of mangoes all the time. It was wild. Probably worse things for teenage yeah. boys. Yeah, it's, to it's not up. bad. <laughs> That's yeah, okay. That's an improvement on the default. <laughs> Wee Spa, Jamie's like an ice cream bar. You never had a Wee Spa? It's, it's yeah, a very it's like a mango ice cream bar. Yeah, I didn't connect. When you said Wee Spa, I was like, Wee Spa? Is this? I thought it was like a treatment and massage place. Like a small place. spa in Scotland? Like yeah, a wee spa? Basically. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I do know what it is. I have never had one. Yeah. Well, every single one I reckon, like anyone's ever had, uh, was made in Toowoomba. They were all made in Toowoomba. Except in then like the last like six months, uh, they sold. It was owned by the same family. And then 2019, so for 70 years or something. And then 2019, they sold... Uh, to Unilever, and then they shut the factory down. And no yeah, it was a very controversial move. People are not happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they were, and because the, they, I, there was an article where it's like the family, Louise family, sold to Unilever, and then under the condition that they won't shut down the factory. And then, like, an article <laughs> eighteen months later, oh, well, we're going to shut down that factory. Yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> we're moving. Um, so that, but but the Wee Spa was uh, invented across the road from. Was there? Is there Empire Theatre? Is there a? Is that a movie yes. theatre? The Empire Theatre is, is the local 
like theater theater uh theater, it is right. where i spent all of my time because oh. uh, i was a theater kid <laughs> um i actually had my very first kiss right out the front of the empire theater on my way to choir of steadford that is a dorky sentence. <laughs> oh yeah, I could. I don't. I, I every extra. I didn't have a free afternoon my entire life. I don't know why. I thought <laughs> I had to be involved. <laughs> so paranoid about you having no friends. They just went. All right, we got seven days this week that we need Basically, to fill up. Basically, I was in every goddamn hour. choir, musical, ballet, fucking scouts. I did them all. That is right yeah. out the front of that of the theatre is where Les Weiss opened his shop and invented that bar. So like you kissed right under the mistletoe of a Weiss bar. So, <laughs> and I'm assuming the boy I thought I was a felt boy, like the smelled the like hair. mango. <laughs> and you're like, is it you or is it the Weiss bar that smells <laughs> like the ghost of Weiss bars past? Uh, so that theatre there, and I, and I guess being a theatre. Like, was it a theatre, uh, was it a town that embraced theatre or was it sort of, a, were you guys the, out, the outcasts of, of Toowoomba in a way? Or was it sort I of... I mean, we were outcast. I'm not sure if it was because we were theatre kids or because we were fucking freaks. But um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, they had sort of like youth theatre programs at the theatre mm. and then they had this um, uh, like youth thing that you had to audition for where they put on a play and i the year i did it i was in year 12 and i wrote the play um oh, wow. it was an adaptation of um shakespeare's titus andronicus uh but set in regional queensland <laughs> oh, now yes. now that's the one where they bake the, the body into the pie right yeah, it's the most violent one. Yeah. Um, so what did you? Everyone's did you, getting raped and murdered and tongues cut out and shit. Uh, and I based it in a regional school. Did you adapt just, like the pie or anything to make it more Queensland? They baked them into a lamington uh, or something. <laughs> A lot of the violence took place in like BP car parks. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. And a lot of the sex, I think. It was like a multi purpose uh, car park. Do you still have um, the script for it? Yeah, yeah. I, I won an award um, from wow. the Queensland Theatre Company. Wow. Um, oh, that's awesome. Grace yeah, is like, I got, I got a spare hour and a half of my life uh, with <laughs> yeah. all my extracurricular stuff. Yeah, I, I know. I, I, I keep trying to write stuff now and I'm like, I can't do it. And it's like, <laughs> how did I do it when I was 17, when I was like finishing school and yeah, I was writing boy. a whole play in my fucking free period because I dropped maths. Um, <laughs> Maybe what we do is to spark you creatively we yeah. research and sign you up for every Estedford in Melbourne. Yeah. And then you're just like, fuck yeah. And then in your downtime, you'll be like, well, I'll write another great play. Karate I mean, practice, you know, yeah. taekwondo. <laughs> I need to be panicked by deadlines. Yeah, it's a the only way theory, I'm gonna, you know? The only way I'm going to write anything is if I know someone's going to be disappointed in me if I don't. Yes. <laughs> Too much time and you're just like, I'll do that later. But when the yeah, clock's yeah, ticking. Yeah. That's um, cool. Um, I found, but yeah, I found we were a, all losers in that group. It was like, uh, I don't know. It was like we. It was like this weird thing where it was like we were 
people in that group were like cool and compared to the other theater kids. Like everyone really wanted to be in the group. And there's teams really of theater the kids. That's, that's yeah. rough. <laughs> but also we were fucking freaks who thought being mentally ill was cool. Like uh, <laughs> we were right. all self-harming and being a fucking oh, menace Lord. to society. Um, and just, just triggering each other into worse and worse behavior. But... <laughs> having these like teachers being like yeah you know really draw on those emotions for your art it's like (laughs) 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 sounds like an enabling teacher (laughs) oh it's really wild i now i'm like i fucking i blame my hometown theater for making teenagers think being mentally ill is interesting (laughs) because it's fucking not and people Um, (laughs) only want to fuck in gas stations yeah (laughs) Um, I found a lady who I guess like I, I would be shocked if she's not related somehow to the local theater scene because this is uh, she seems like a bit of a local um, hometown hero and we always love him. Have you ever heard of this lady Alison Wilson just by chance? Uh, I don't know maybe. So what happened this this headline just caught me uh, veteran style queen banned from competing after fashions on the field fracas. <laughs> hey, what happened? Good head. So, uh, I'll read the, the, the article shorts. So I'll read the whole thing. Controversy has erupted at a Queensland race course after 76-year-old fashions on the field veteran was banned from competing. Alison Wilson has won 97 sashes over 11 years, but now the Atherton Turf Club has told the style queen to stay away until the end of the year after she allegedly bullied a younger contestant. Uh, The committee says that Wilson strutted up to the winner of a recent pageant, shoved a finger in her face and demanded to know how old she was, believing she was in the wrong age category. (laughs) Uh, When when quizzed about the incident, uh, Wilson told Sunrise that had been blown out of context. I just approached her and asked for her age as I thought she was in the wrong section, she told Sam and Nat. The Atherton Turf Club said that they would overturn the colourful local identities ban if she apologised to the victim, but Wilson isn't budging. I don't, I don't owe her an apology. The Turf Club owe me an apology, she claims. <laughs> so hold on. So, so she's, how many badges has she won? She's Fashion won, the field? She's won 97. She's, not, she's 76 years old. So this lady's probably like 64, you know, and she's getting her finger in her face like, all right, you young, you spring chicken, get out of here. <laughs> yeah, is, wow. Fashion yeah, the field is- veteran. Classic Toowoomba is like old maniacs bullying everybody. Like, <laughs> it's just people like truly psychopath, like that have never been told. Like, they Toowoomba is full of big fishes. It's uh, right. it's a weird pond. Okay. Yeah, that's a perfect way to put it. Yeah, that's great. You got to uh, get out of there. Yeah, uh, another first uh, in Toowoomba. F- was a couple of things that in, invented the uh, the the famous Australian windmill. I don't know if you guys know what I'm talking about, but I'll show you a photo and you, and I'll probably uh, clue in. It's just that um, iconic Australian outback windmill. This oh, okay. windmill, oh yeah, that was swarmed in Toowoomba. It's a wind pump. It sort of just pumps water up from the ground. But that was invented in Toowoomba, right. so that's a huge deal. It was and some some ex governor's like groundskeeper had to whip one up in a panic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> covered in chocolate and, and coconut. Minutes. Um, and it was the first brewery in Queensland. Um, was it was uh, Perkins Brewery 
was in Toowoomba. And um, funnily enough, they used to brew a beer there called 3X. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs> they brewed a beer called 3X. And at the same time in Milton, in uh, in Brisbane, there was an upstart brewery called, uh, it's called City Brewery, also known as Castle Main, that was brewing 4X. And uh, Perkins, the guy who, 3X was getting killed by 4X. He's like, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, no, yeah. I'm struggling. What do I do here? And so Perkins was like, you know, he was like, do I go 5X? What do I go to 2? What do I do? And um, in the end, he eventually, um, they merged. So Perkins, Castlemaine became, Perkins and Castlemaine became Castlemaine Perkins, which it's, that's what it was for ages. Like that's what 4X was, was made until the 80s. Um, so it was sort of like half owned one foot in each town and one each city, I guess, Castlemaine Perkins, 4X. And then, um, they were bought by Tui's in 1980 and then they were bought by New Zealand company, Lion Nathan, and eventually bought by a Japanese brewery, Kieran. So eventually like even like the iconic little piece of the town just eventually gets bought and bought. So Weiss is out. Everett Lamington, everyone's stealing that from Toowoomba. The beer is gone. Everyone, 3X, they can't even brew it anymore. So, yeah, so that, but that was like a a pretty big thing to have the very first brewery there. And um, I mean, initially, that's a beautiful tale of like coming together. I I thought something terrible was going to happen. (laughs) No, they were like, the two towns came together. (laughs) Let's get uh, all our X's in a row, man. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) let's combine X's. Make this a 7X. Factory. It was really hard to research uh, the 3X beer, by the way. I was really searching hard. <laughs> you got swept blown. under the rug. Yeah, 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 I was clearing a lot of internet history. It's like, you got to be this. I was trying to find a photo of it. There is some photos, but um, I don't want to When you search Did you just say, do you know, I wonder what happens? Yeah. <laughs> what are you? Oh, it's just a bunch of beers. Yeah, the 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 uh, no the safety here. filter. That I Amy imagine installed on it's your a computer. lot of vaginas with beer bottles inside them. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Am I wrong? <laughs> uh, speaking of, uh, well, that is the worst segue ever. But I've got um, <laughs> another thing I found was uh, I just I love any big Australia, like you know, like the big banana, the big pineapple, whatever. I think this might be my favourite one. Uh, Toowoomba has or had the big sausage king, which uh, <laughs> was what this guy called his sausage above his butcher shop. Okay, uh, right. he, sounds, so, he sounds like a star of one of them uh, 3X beer. Yeah, yeah. I think just, my, that's sort I of where I was going with the segue. still get my sausages from the sausage. Like, they still get sausages from the sausage king. <laughs> They're yeah, good. Right. <laughs> yeah, well, he's the king for the reason. I yeah, guess yeah. He, I guess he... Uh, he didn't come up with them. So this is the big sausage king. Can you guys see this? Oh. Oh, <laughs> hey, there's there's one of them in Adelaide somewhere. I've seen that gu- that self-sourcing sausage because I took a photo of it because I found it so disturbing. <laughs> yeah, he's really buttering himself up for some <laughs> Yeah, he's like so. concentrating so hard <laughs> yeah, on getting the sausage the on the his mouth. head. <laughs> yeah. He's got mustard in his other hand. So um He's uh, a real sick freak, this sausage king. So uh <laughs> basically he um uh he was like stolen off the roof is oh, yeah. uh that's someone, gonna happen with your big items yeah so someone cut him off the roof and and eventually they found him these kids found him in a in a, a quarry uh <laughs> and oh, that uh, is cool and it was like years later and they like the, the arms broken off he doesn't have the mustard anymore apparently so they had to like <laughs> sew him back sad. on and he doesn't have his arm so you can see in this picture here the top one he doesn't have the arm anymore but this one he does 
Oh, but yeah. um, this is the thing, the guy, uh, I'll read the, the guy, what was his name? Mr. Noland, who's the butcher. He, um, <laughs> Mr. Noland, like when it went missing, Mr. Noland said he received one mysterious phone call telling him his reward offer of 10 kilos of sausages was inadequate. <laughs> so this guy is trying to get his mascot back and he's offering trying 10 to kilos. It was like 50 bucks or something. <laughs> and, it, and he said, they said they wanted more than 120 sausages. <laughs> and then he said he... Um, that he was saying that they were saying they had him and I will we'll give him back if you give us more sausages. But Miss Nolan said he did not report the call to the police. He presumed it was a host call, but the sausage napper offered um, to meet at the Big Orange. So they were like, they were doing like a random. I was about to ask if you were going to bring up the Big Orange. I didn't um, know what the Big Orange was. Is that The Big thing? Orange is a fruit shop in between like Toowoomba and Brisbane. Right. Um, and there's also the Big Red Elephant. Um so <laughs> there's a lot of big items on yeah, the drive yeah, between yeah. Toowoomba and Brisbane, which you have to do all the time, especially if you're getting your like driver's license. It makes the most sense to just drive between Toowoomba and Brisbane to get your hours. Yeah, um, right. But the, the big orange is uh, it's got great fruit. And that's where you go on Christmas Eve for your prawns because the fisho truck turns up at the big orange. And then you've got to get there early to line up <laughs> to get your, your seafood from so the truck. Brisbane and Toowoomba just meet at this point and you find yeah, out yeah. the the big orange, that's great. I mean, I think what? it's closer to Toowoomba than Brisbane, but it's like on the way. Yeah. Okay, What's the big red elephant? Uh, it's a... Uh, I actually never figured out what the big red elephant is. I remember I took a picture of it when my dad was driving me to uni, like to move to Brisbane for uni. I took a picture of it and I was like, no going back now because it was like... <laughs> a big <laughs> it was a landmark you know um but it's oh, like wow. in front of i can't remember if it yeah i think it's in front it's either the big orange is next to the wet dreams aquarium or <laughs> that's it's a not one. a name for an aquarium <laughs> really yeah that's aquarium. the elephant that's the elephant um yeah. okay yeah it, the wet dreams aquarium supply shop is um a real place that's a Simpsons uh, name for an yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's and great. it doesn't really make any sense because it's like m the middle of regional Queensland, so <laughs> yeah. it's only yeah. for like people who have like home aquariums. Which is, you should think, how many people could there be in sort yeah. of like yeah. a ten k radius? But he worked is... backwards. He came up with a name, and then he's like, "Yeah, I don't yeah, yeah. open this. <laughs> this is the guy. I want to have a <laughs> wet dream." It's got a big like um, mural of like fish <laughs> that are coming. <laughs> <laughs> in the middle of yeah like how far is Toowoomba from like it's like hours from any water right I mean like from the from the yes, beach it's on the... top of a mountain yeah yeah. it's, it's, a, a, gonna... <laughs> it's a famously inland city yeah oh, um, one, one thing I found about Toowoomba which if you do any sort of digging you quickly find out it's completely attributable to one uh, woman who recently moved there and he's trying to drum up some business but there's a lot of uh, talk around Toowoomba being the most haunted town in Australia. Uh, yeah. Which is yep, yep, like yep. a lot of sites. There's a lot of, um, I guess, there's a lot of old estates or a lot old houses and stuff. And there's almost, you, you can't throw a rock in the town without hitting, well, you know, going straight <laughs> through a ghost somewhere. There's a very popular Facebook group, I think. Yeah. Like I spent a lot of time on there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. The ghost hunters. Is that Toowoomba ghost chasers? Ghost yeah. chasers. Yeah, I spent like it. three hours on there this morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. 
Well, and it's always pictures of just like that are slightly blurry. It's like, yeah. you see yeah. that? And it's They're like, so no, you bad. just didn't focus. You didn't focus <laughs> the camera. Yeah, there were a lot where I, like people were going like nuts in the comments. And I was like, I honestly can't. I can't see what you guys are seeing. I mean, I do think that the Empire Theatre is probably haunted. Um, but most theatres are, to be fair. And mm. it's probably just haunted by like... <laughs> horny teens <laughs> it's a lot of ta- i mean i don't think my first kiss was the first sexual experience at that theater yeah. um, it, it's it's haunted but it's spelled h-o-r-n-e yeah 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 <laughs> um uh, i love it you, guys- you can just claim your city is the most haunted like there's no scientific uh, yeah. body who are going to come into town and be like, all right, we've proven this is, you know, there's, n- it's not like even the Lamington argument, which is pretty ridiculous, but at least you've got a history book. Like, you yeah. know, it's, well, it's such a baseless like, claim. It's a lady who runs ghost tours and she's d- done a hell of a marketing job because every website and like domain.com is running these long articles about this, this and that uh, old hotel are haunted, and you can see this this little girl in a red dress. That's a big one. Like, yeah, it's it's good it's for nice. her, to be honest. Oh, yeah, sure. I it's love that for her. Everyone. I feel like there was a myth followers. that my school, like, there was a, a ghost at my school hall. Or I don't. I'm, now that you're talking about it, I'm like, why does why does every building in Toowoomba have a ghost? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's it. Let's check. Did you guys? Uh, find out about the um, the uh, racial football stand controversy. Oh, <laughs> we did. I did, and we yeah, thought we, we might we all just backed away steer from it as fast as we could. I mean, it's just going to be hard to tiptoe around the without saying. But so it's a it it's was, a it, it's a stand yeah. in the football like stadium, which yeah. is like down yeah. the road from my house, and. Until like 2009, like I was living there, it just had the N word painted on it yeah, because yeah. it was named after this man and his last. It name was, was a white guy, right? A white, it, a white it, man. It I got to make this very clear. Which is like, it's it's equally bad if it was like an indigenous guy and they called him that. But it's even weirder to me that it was like a white guy who. A white guy who claimed like claimed that it. was his nickname because yes. his last name was Brown. And he got real mad oh, when they changed, the, when they painted it over, when when everyone was like, hey, man, we can't have this racial slur painted on our football stadium anymore. He was like, well, it's my name. It's like, yes. well, it's not your name. It's not your name. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a it's, few it's, other it's, things. It is horrifying. That's what it is. In so he was still around when... In the two thousand, was it the two thousand? When did it get painted? Two thousand and nine, I think, is when they finally got rid of it. Which is due to an indigenous activist who's done like a lot of great work with. He um, wrote a book about sport. it, I think. Yeah, and he's done it to like a, a not done, but like he's. But the fact that he had to places. work so hard crazy. is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> to me, that's like an article where somebody from out of town walks in, sees that, goes, "Why is this that?" There. And then everyone in town goes, oh, yeah, you're right. This is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, we've yeah, we've just not. not seen it. Like, it's just been out. And then you're quickly, like, you're literally painting it that afternoon. You're like, fuck, <laughs> why do we let this sit here? It is no one's arguing back. But it was a huge, like, court case and stuff. Or council and everything. It wasn't, it was a heated yeah. argument. It, it was, was so wild to me that the guy's argument was, it's my name. Yeah. When it's like, yeah, yeah. it is not your name. It is my, a racial <laughs> slur that you've adopted as a nickname. Yeah. There is, um, there's an insane pull quote in the stories about that's, uh, 
that stand because someone um, interviews the guy who it was named after. And yeah. he's like, hey, Mr. Brown. And the guy's like, please call me. Boop. You know, like he, he wanted to be called that. And oh, it's like, it's like to some journalists, it's just like, imagine them be like, I don't think I'm going to call you that, man. Yeah, like, I think I'm going to stick with your first name, your formal name. I'm not going to call you the N word. Like, yeah. yeah. True maniac. And also, it's the Clive Palmer, I think it is. I think it's the Clive Palmer, like, football stadium. Like, and he put his name to it. Uh, like before they repaint like it was called that before they repaint he was fine with naming <laughs> like buying and sponsoring a stadium I mean, that had this racial slur on it I can say that from him it seems to attract a lot of this because one of the controversies I found was the sale in the pharmacy of uh, like gollywog dolls mm. and oh, yeah. that again kicked off because there was a, a news article that I couldn't really find much more about it, but it was like the headline was something like local council rejects most racist town in Australia label. <laughs> and that was the story was about that. But it is the most racist town. Like it, and I think most homophobic too. I think it was like one of the highest no votes uh, in uh, the country. Yeah. That um, doesn't shock me. And I, I have a guy I'll bring up later can kind of explain why i mean that's also like the that's why i'm like a bit i'm not you know the theater kids were i want to make this clear we were all quit like very gay kids (laughs) just sort of like clinging to a corner of a theater being like hopefully no one comes in here and bashes us um (laughs) jesus um that's probably that would drive people i could imagine that to the you know what i mean if you come to a very homophobic town and you're gay or whatever yeah, and it's like, I, I, you know where I'm going to take Safe Haven? I assume the theatre is going to probably be yeah, my best yeah, shot. Yeah, you know? yeah. I'm yeah, not going to take gonna, up like a pig I'm going to become a caricature of a gay person yeah. so that straight people will leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, it's a good system. I mean, it worked. Yeah. Clive Palmer also loved to come and watch like our choir uh, performances. Like He was always in the front row watching our... Um, there was this uh, choir concert every year that was named after a... A kid that died, I think. Um, <laughs> um, but but he did have like, a slur for a name, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he had a normal name and it was fine. Um, oh no, no, it wasn't a kid that died. It was um, I think it was like a teacher or uh, someone who was like involved in the sort of choir community in Toowoomba. Paul Morton. It was like our favorite concert because we would go in the afternoon and we'd practice this mass piece. And because I went to an all girls school, so. Um, any situation where we got to like interact with boys was very exciting. Mm. Um, and it, so it was like all the choirs from all the private schools um, would all go and like, we'd get to hang out and eat a sausage, <laughs> like just with, with, with others. And it was very exciting. Yeah, <laughs> and right. he always was sort of sitting front row watching us. And we were always like, why? <laughs> why is something so sinister about that? Whereas like, <laughs> yeah, any other guy would be like, oh, supporting the arts, good on him. But with him, it's like, yeah, it's like you're not supporting here. any other arts. Yeah. You're, you're yeah. here for this particular choir concert and it is strange. You don't defend the N-word and support the arts. I feel like, you know, <laughs> you're not the same. There's something else going on there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, the, well, just the whole saying, you know, with the town being quite homophobic and having a large no vote, I found a, uh, a, a guy, Howard Carter. Oh, oh who, never mind. <laughs> 
You, <laughs> come mean, back to you it. You mean Terry the homophobe? <laughs> <laughs> no, just yeah. Howard Terry, yeah. <laughs> 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 That's my name. Please. I hate him, but... <laughs> um, this guy is kind of a fascinating character, like yourself, born in New Zealand and moved over. Uh, that's the last time I'll draw any comparison between you and this guy. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Also, I was born in Townsville, but okay. um, All right. <laughs> I'm All right. the only person in my family not born in New Zealand. Right. I have both um, passports, not to brag. <laughs> Howard, Howard Carter was um, yeah, kind he of a fascinating character. <laughs> no, I'm just reading my notes. It's says the n-word there a lot yeah 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 <laughs> um he 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 came over in like the 70s and he was ba- he was like a minister in new zealand of quite a like very very um intense you know christian like pentecostal sort of um denomination and he um he moves over to sydney and he kind of which is something you don't really see that much in Australia of like US style far right religious movements as much as you do in in sort of like the southern United States. But this this guy was kind of the first person in Australia to bring it over. This uh, it's called like Christian Reconstructionism, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and he the whole time he's denying that he has any links. It was like a, it was right when the US was starting with this group of um, of people who were kind of. Uh, planting the seeds of that over there and he always denied any any sort of connection even though he's flying the leader of this other group out all the time to give talks and he basically starts this group called the logos or logos foundation um and they kind of they started this like small little group in the blue mountains and it's like a bible camp essentially but they they're kind of sending the educating people in the ways of the bible and their own sort of spin on it and then sending them off to parts of australia to sort of spread the spread the good word um but it was it was kind of the first time that the religion and politics blended in a way that they were kind of actively campaigning for like a theocracy like they were going full like uh fuck what's that um it's like Handmaid's Tale. It's like that. Oh. They, were, they, were, they were planting and they're trying to like infl- infiltrate politics and getting uh, people elected and trying to like find sympathetic ears for their own like very, very intense uh, sort of theories and, and doctrines. This is like a quote from um, ads they took out. So basically he moves to, to Toowoomba. And the reason he moved to Toowoomba was because of the, apparently there was this whole, it was like the, of all the places in Australia, it had this sort of homophobic undercurrent and very religious undercurrent. And they kind of linked into that and found out that they would have like a good reception there. So that he moves up there and this is in the eighties when Joe Belke Peterson is the premier of Queensland. Who's Oh, good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that, that like, what a perfect time. <laughs> they spot, well, they spot him and they're like, this is our guy. You know, he's yeah, yeah. famously not, a, well, he's famous for corruption, but he had that whole, his whole public image was as a, a moral grandstander and that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. So they would go up there and they would like openly in a time when like religion and politics are supposed to be in polite society removed. Uh, they would, take out full page ads being like, you know, you've got to vote for Joe Bielke Peterson if you're one of us. Um, here's, here's one of the quotes, which is, um, the greenies, the gays and the greedy are marching. Now the Christians, the conservatives and the concerned much must march also. 
The greedies. Did you say one well, of them was the the greenies, ah. the, yeah. the gays, and the greedy? So he's, the greedies. He's, right. he's conflating the gr- the greenies and the greedy. They couldn't there. get think of a third one though. Either so way, yeah, like, greedies. That's, that's, <laughs> they're too similar. You need yeah, to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like you know, I, I have know some which, issues with this copy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I know which parade I'd rather be at. You know, like the yeah, greenies oh, and sure. the gays, all the conservative <laughs> yeah. and concerned. Like that's yeah. like <laughs> a bad time. <laughs> Um, I know a lot of concerned greenies and concerned gays, <laughs> and they'll yeah. still throw a better parade than. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, he eventually like it. It becomes. It goes from a church and very quickly becomes a cult where he appoints himself <laughs> at the top, and there's a lot of like money. He he gets families in, and all of a sudden they've signed off half their income. They've signed the house over. And he has all these like overseas ventures. He like owns hotels overseas and like a few failed and it kind of like got him in a bit of hot water. Um, and eventually when the sort of the Fitzgerald commission took down the Bjorki Peterson government, he, the, the inevitable downfall of them was he kind of like backed him still over like they, he was like sure he's corrupt but he wants to kill <laughs> gay people too yeah. <laughs> and he doesn't we're gonna like get back to greedies. the essential yeah. message yeah. <laughs> yeah um so he's pretty like intense and it, like like i say theocracy is intense enough but he was like actively campaigning for like death penalty for homosexuality and like you know completely stripping abortion rights and works on all stadiums yeah there's still a bunch of i think there's still a bunch of offshoots from cults like that um in like the gatton like sort of just outside of absolutely absolutely there are because you think that it's kind of uh dead well not so much dead but you think it's like a smaller part it was quite large in the 80s um but yeah, we'll, we'll quickly with this one guy, he, um, his downfall was like in any of these cases, he lived in a fucking mansion overlooking the Toowoomba hinterland. He was taking first class flights overseas every other fucking month. He's driving, he drove a Mercedes Benz and he was fucking a lot of his younger parishioners. Oh, I was going to say, there's always <laughs> you gotta a You got to do it. That's Absolutely. your classic cult leader bullshit. Yeah, I've and seen so, that Netflix doc. It's like, yeah, you know, yeah. he starts, he gets a following, he buys a Mercedes Benz and then he's doing, you know, uh, therapy with the young assistants. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh God, here we go. And that was that was kind of the end of the Logos Foundation as you know as the Logos Foundation, but it did split into um, certain different factions. And a lot of there are like um, I think one of the churches in Toowoomba, the founder of like I think it's called the Toowoomba City Church, um, was the second in charge of the Logos Foundation. Was this guy Ian Shelton? who you might recognize his last name because his son is fucking Lyle Shelton, who was the campaigner against the, the massive campaigner against the no vote. He was the former director of the Australian Christian Lobby. He's now serving in the upper house of the New South Wales Parliament because he took over in this year, he took over from Fred Nile as the president of the New South Wales the Christian Democratic Party. And this- Yeah, the um, I, I remember the Toowoomba City Church had a lot of youth groups um <laughs> like it was big into getting like kids 
in. Mm. Um, they were always having like, oh, it's a youth group, but there's like a jumping castle and it's like, you know, that weird sort of Hillsong kind of church where it's like, it's church, but it's like, there's a light show. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretend um, it's not church a bit. It's like, yeah, come yeah. hang out with kids and there's a jumping castle. and then But it's we'll like the most conservative possible. Yeah, like yeah. a lot of people yeah. who yeah. went through those youth groups do the whole, like, we're not going to kiss until we're married. Yeah. yeah. Um, the really like, nor- like the, the, the really pious sort of like churches that are just old school churches, they're just very much, they don't, they're not trying to put a rock band on, you know, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. boring. Yeah. We sit and we talk about bullshit from the Bible, but we, we do don't the try same to, bullshit we've yeah, we always do done. There's no glamour and glitz. There's nothing yeah, like yeah. that. The, the priest so, isn't skateboarding down to the altar. Yeah, yeah. no. <laughs> you know who also hated gay people? Jesus. Uh, I, did a lot. <laughs> I did a lot of musicals with uh, people that were in those kinds of churches, and I didn't really. I, I couldn't really clue in to what was going on, like what was like different about them. I just thought they were sort of a little bit strange, but it's like, hey, I'm autistic. I'm at the musical theater. Like, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit strange too. I'm not, yeah. <laughs> I'm not one to judge. Yeah, like a lot yeah, of them yeah. had like, um, like we, we would do like musicals and operettas and stuff and they would have gas powered curling irons. And I'd be like, huh. Well, that's interesting. Uh, you know, they make them electric now. Uh, it's like steampunk. Yeah. But it's, uh, no, it was like oil. It was like you like you put oil in it and the, the oil heated up and it was like, I was like, this seems like a fire hazard. But I guess, I mean, use what you have. Um, and then get the smell of the mango out of your hair. So. Yeah. <laughs> They'd all, I'd be friends with them on Facebook and they'd all end up married like at 19 yeah, like, <laughs> um, and immediately having babies and moving out into like the far country. I was friends with this girl for a long time because I was fascinated by her life because um, I did like one, I think I did a Gilbert and Sullivan operetta with her when I was like 13 uh, and she ended up married and having a baby and moving out just like way into the country and then all of her posts were about how she had depression <laughs> and I was like, yeah dude of course you do because they grow up thinking you, you get married you have a kid and then it's amazing and it's the best thing and then they follow those steps and alright, first boy that looks me in the eye, married kiss yeah, him, done. Ma- you know was, and then we have she sex. did a post where it was like I know there are some rumours going around but um, it was my first kid it was our both of our first kisses at our wedding. <laughs> we did not like it was oh like my God, that's in scandalous. the community. Yeah, <laughs> so that's gossip. the height. Is that and then they have a kid and then like two years later they're just changing nappies and their kids cre- screaming and they're like, oh, this is it. And like, I haven't seen my husband in days because yeah. he's out mowing the back paddock and you're like, yeah. oh, cool, everything's Sucks. awful. But it's like yeah. I tried to feel some empath- empathetic, but it was always like I've got depression. Uh, you know, I'm so sad. And then it was, but fuck gay people. Like every oh, third post. Yeah, and it was like, yeah. dude. Uh, I'm going to help. <laughs> no. Oh, man. I, um, uh, yeah, I that's something about... Yeah. So Toowoomba apparently has some crime problems. And this is one of mm. my favorite crime stories from Toowoomba. Uh, it was on their, their wonderful local paper, which fucking rules if you can yeah. go find the toowoomba chronicle just go oh. spend maybe two and a half hours looking up their whisper section which is literally <laughs> just gossip 
Like it's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, this person over here said something. What a fucking dipshit. That's you where know? that <laughs> about the first kiss came from. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. section. <laughs> I if you, heard that if you type like my name Mingo. into the Toowoomba Chronicle website, I, I bet you'll find some pictures of me at a Sedfords. <laughs> Oh, oh really not even in the yeah. whispers in the actual news part of the paper <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. on page nine Grace <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jarvis performs role like performs number from cats <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, that's cute I'd love to be in the local paper that would have been pretty cool <laughs> so um this is a this is a crime story about a, a about a bloke and so the police went to the backyard of this guy in Trap Street and they were inquiring about... <laughs> right, there's a clue there. Stay away from there, criminal. <laughs> it, it, it was called Sting Operation Road. <laughs> so, they go, so they go to this bloke's house, and they're like... So they're just knocking door to door, and they knock on this guy's house. His name's Brody McDermott, and they're inquiring about a stolen car. And so this guy... Fuck, They're if anyone's stealing cars, it's Brody McDermott. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that this is a like car a play thief name. At 14. <laughs> so, old no Brody hears the knock at the door, sees it's the 5-0, gets concerned, immediately runs from his house. Suspicious. Gets, gets into his car. He's high on meth, by the way. Uh, <laughs> he gets into his car, reverses his car into a boundary fence, then unreverses the car, rams straight into a police car, then reverses out of that and crashes into a second fence. Then he abandons the car and flees on foot. And <laughs> Oh, he, he's done a crime crime. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he gets away for a little bit, but then eventually, like a few hours later, police dogs find him hiding in a rainwater tank and he refused to leave. They're sort of like, come on, let us arrest you. And he's like, having a nah, I don't think like I'll... A f- I don't think I'm like coming out. Like a frog. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, come on, let us arrest you. No. <laughs> and so they, uh, they got him eventually. They coaxed it. It says they coaxed him out of the tank. I'd love to know how. They're like, we've That's got like some that- three eggs beer, a couple of sausage king snags. Get down here, buddy. That's like me in trouble as a kid refusing to come out from under my bed. <laughs> like, you know, I, I know what's coming if I come out. And you know what? It's always better to just stay in there because you do get <laughs> dropped on the end. You should stay in the water tank forever. So he gets he gets coaxed out, and police arrest him, and then he goes to court. And uh, this guy, he has to find out in real time from the judge that the police were never looking for him. They were looking for someone else's stolen car, and he just assumed it was to do with him, so he bolted. Like, so he would never have got arrested, oh, never have damaged police property or his own property if it just like answered the door and been like, "Yeah, how's it going? It's me." Played it cool that for is one crime second. Be <laughs> yeah. <Me> cool. <laughs> oh man, I don't think this yeah, guy's out cut out for a career in, um, yeah, stealing cars. <laughs> <laughs> a very lucrative career as well. I also uh, just wanted to quickly go back, way back to when Drew mentioned the haunted town. Uh, yeah. because there's a lot of stuff about this uh, pub from the Ghost Chasers website on Facebook. Wait, let me try and name the pub. Is it the Spotted Cow? No, it's not, but it's a very similar The Irish name. Hotel. No. Fitzies. No. Okay. It's the Royal Bull's Head Inn? Oh, yeah. Uh, Royal Bull's Head Inn. <laughs> yeah, apparently this is, a, this is rife with ghostly activity, and they say... Uh, oh, yeah. 
at least 50 ghosts have been sighted in Toowoomba, and a lot of them are that's here. That's too many ghosts. Yeah. Hey. That's a crazy amount. <laughs> also, hey, at that's least heat. just say, like, there's no, like, need to be conservative and be like, we don't, we're not sure, but, like, none of them happened, you know. Now, just if there were 50 under. ghosts in this one pub, you couldn't walk mm. for ghosts. Yeah. Like, you, yeah. you wouldn't go. <laughs> the place is crammed with spiritual activity. Well, I like the evidence, though, because I this Ghost Chasers Facebook page, I don't think we mentioned this before but they like they have the equipment they have something called a k2 meter which manages like electromagnetic yeah, energy i thought that was just from work. like There's i thought no that was equipment. just from like supernatural and buffy and stuff i didn't realize that actually existed <laughs> they, they and just made a, this equipment up that's it, a theremin with a knob on it <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it looks, sounds cool and uh <laughs> and there have been books and stuff on it and um one of the one of the quotes about... Look, the- ask question about those books. Uh, were any of them published by one of your traditional publishers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I feel like it was It absolutely. doesn't mention the publishing company here, so I can only assume yeah. it's Random House. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but one of the quotes... That's Random House with a printer? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> random House and Random Guy. <laughs> On Jeffrey Street. Uh, <laughs> he's got all the colour ink. <laughs> one of my favourite quotes from one of the articles... It was a different article I found um, about the Royal Bull's Head uh, ghosts and what some of the experiences were. And the quote is, We have had many experiences, ranging from communications on our equipment to people being touched and uh, seeing shadow finger- figures having doors open and close on their own and a range of smells like tobacco and whiskey. In the longest running bar in Toowoomba. <laughs> Man, it smells You're like dyes in one. here. <laughs> we kept hearing a haunt of more chili from the, the pokey area. And I uh, wonder what that would be. There was I a, love that. There was a, um, there was a daily mail. If people are getting out. touched yeah. at, your, at your ghost event, if you're looking for ghosts and people are getting touched, it's because ghost hunters are pervs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And the lights are on. Yeah. It's got like, the K2 meter. And it says you have to take off your top. Or ghost hunter. Yeah. Yeah. The ghost this hand is, is going straight through people. a ghostly event. You know? This yeah. is sexual assault. Yeah, yeah. There's a, there was a Daily Mail article that basically had a lot of this like bullshit of like, this town is the most haunted and they had like a photo album of all their evidence, which for the most part, like you said earlier, is just out of focus photos. But yeah. this one made me laugh because it's just a photo and it's a poorly taken photo, slightly like off to the side. I'm sure we can chuck it up on our Insta of a graveyard. And there's a circle. I'll show you guys. There's a circle. I don't know if it's going to show up. Yeah. You can see yeah. around like a blue mm. spot that yeah. just looks like a, a malfunctioning printer or a camera that didn't quite work. It's just a blue blur. And then so they've captioned it. This picture of a strange supernatural blue mist was taken in Toowoomba. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, the, the famous uh, supernatural blue mists that were <laughs> so famous throughout <laughs> history. Lint on his lens. Yeah. That's I it. love that everyone is more inclined to go with like. <laughs> ectoplasm than they are just like <laughs> film that didn't work yeah. <laughs> like, you know how technology is fallible yeah the other one um there's uh saint vincent's hospital and a famous character is a lady in gray who is a who is a nurse 
apparently that offed herself or got killed and she shows up and it's basically what grace said before where people are like hey this happened it's like no a creepy dude was weird to you where yeah, it's like, yeah. apparently there's an article she where had a, a woman, bad shift yeah <laughs> a woman encountered this lady in gray when she was staying at hospital she had this nice nurse who came into her room and like really took care of her and she was like what's your name and the ghost was like my name's lottie and then like hours later this woman was like hey thank lottie she was such a great nurse and people were like there is no nurse here called lottie and it's like people are like oh wow malevolent malevolent ghost and i'm like it's much more scary to be like psychopath breaks in the hospital and gives you a sponge bath like my first thought would be there's no nurse called Lottie here? What the fuck? Call the police. Call security. <laughs> do right. something. Like, I've been touched by a stranger yeah. who doesn't work you here. Know, um, I've got a story that lead into that I just want to get to because it, it's it's probably a, it's a positive story. It's, I think it's Toowoomba's most international, uh, someone had the most impact internationally. And it's this lady called Elizabeth Kenny. Oh, uh, the polio lady. Yeah, the polio yeah. lady. So we, she, t- we learn about her at school. So I've never heard about her before, but I would be very much, uh, very proud of Toowoomba. So so she, the reason why I brought up with a fake nurse is that she, um, like, basically she was just this lady. She grew up sort of around the Toowoomba area and she broke her arm at one point when she was a kid. And but this is in 1880. And back then, if you break your arm, you're like, you're laid out for years, you know. And so she had to recover and um, she recovered with this doctor and she sort of just learned a bit about recovering while she was a teenager. And then she she sort of like was sort of fleeting around working in the kitchen in a hospital and then saved up a bit of money. And because it was like the 1900, she basically paid someone to make her a nurse uniform and then just started being a bush nurse, just had no training. So just, <laughs> just walked out and was like, oh, I'll just be a nurse now. And so she had no training at all, but she was like really quite... Um, caring and so she'd go around on to patients on horseback and uh and help them out and like polio started becoming this huge big thing again and um (laughs) she uh like it started ramping up in the 1900s because well they reckon because like uh people stopped being immunized through it naturally because we stopped like eating our own shit and you know people started having proper sewage and stuff and so instead of getting just it being everywhere, it started just popping up every now and then. And so people lost natural immunity to it. So polio was going crazy. And so what happened is she didn't know how to treat it really. So she just treated it her own way. And which was like the way that the, the, the medical institution said to treat it was you were supposed to like people's muscles would sort of spasm and lock up. And so they're like, oh, well, you got to put them in a plaster and just make these little kids lay on like lay still for 12 months so kids were just strapped to a bed right yeah she was like let's let's get some occupational therapy up in here let's move these limbs baby yeah that's exactly what she did she'd wrap them in hot um towels to warm them and 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 give kids these comfort but there's all these photos of kids that are just like on a bed for 12 months and these things called a bradford brace or something and it's like yeah you go on that for 12 months and then you're in metal leg braces for like years and so she was like this is stupid (laughs) and so she she started like started effectively like um physiotherapy like was one of the first people to ever say no we got to like help the muscles relearn and all this stuff 
And she started doing that. No one in Australia, because she's obviously a woman back then, untrained. So the medical institution was like, you're a fucking idiot. You know, what are you talking about? But um, people started to back her a little bit. And then eventually um, she started getting like results and they couldn't deny it. And then they, they flew her over to America and she spoke at the Mayo Institute. And they all just dismissed her, like, what a bunch of... Because she didn't have a medical background, so she didn't... Yeah. She was using all these, like, words that she'd make up her own sort of words. Like, or <laughs> she just didn't have, like, the medical terms down. So she was talking about spasms and mental alienation and incoordination, and they just didn't know what those words meant. So eventually, though, they say, look, have a couple of beds at the Mayo Clinic and go for it. And she did, and it started working... And then eventually, like, the Mayo Clinic came out and said, this woman, this random woman from Toowoomba has proven everyone wrong. And they basically said, all right, that's the new method now. Like, from 1942, they said, wow. okay. And so yeah. she just changed the whole international theory of polio and how to treat it. And 1946, they make a Hollywood movie about her life. Um, and it's nominated for Academy Awards and wins a Golden Globe. Who played her? And uh, I don't know, but the lady, it was like, uh, the lady was nominated, it's called Sister Kenny, um, which I, I, when I read that, I thought it was like a spin-off to the Shane Jacobson. <laughs> <laughs> um, It'd be great, isn't it? Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> Rosalind Russell played her, um, won an Academy, no, nominated for Academy Award for Best Actress and won the Golden Globe for Best Actress, leading role. So wow. pretty, like, it was a decent sort of known film. And then... Uh, Get, so she's just like going around teaching and they, they eventually they get a vaccine for polio, right? But there's a good 10 years between her being, her theories being sort of the, the main theory and the, and the vaccine. So it's about 300,000 cases in the US alone that get treated sort of with her, uh, with her methods, including and two people who have come out in interviews and said that it's because of Sister Kenny's methods that they're able to walk today are Alan Alder, and Martin Sheen. Oh, Wait, yeah. what? Alan Alda from uh, Mash. MASH and Martin Sheen, father of Charlie Sheen and, and movie actor himself, have come out in, in, in is it Inside Access Studios interview in Alan Alda's autobiography. They basically called out Sister Kenny and said, without her methods, they would be paralyzed from polio. Wow. Damn. Yeah. And so my, they know. Um, yeah. So my sure nana you learn is, about a, it, yeah. is an OT, um, which uh she like is very passionate about occupational therapy so she's like a big she was a big um hero of my nana's yeah um which i love it i love because she didn't like sister candy didn't have like an ed like you know she didn't have she didn't come from an institution so everyone was like well fuck that then but it's like your sister was just like oh they've got polio so they're gonna be disabled for life like you're just like well let them be paralyzed they would like wrap them like a mummy just leave their (laughs) head open it's like that's what you do you wrap them up like a christmas present and because she didn't have that education like not she didn't have the formal training so she like she just didn't blindly so she went oh this person's arms and legs hurt what do you do when that happens or you soothe the arms and then i broke my arm and when i uh, this is how it got better and so she just used a brain Mm. and just thought it out. Wait, like she she's w- like, we yeah. got to move these legs. Yeah, we got to get yeah. them moving. Let's go on. Let's do some jazzercise. <laughs> yeah, and all I, reckon, 
I reckon yeah. moving a, uh, not moving a leg for a year is not how you get a, a leg to continue to move yeah. for your yeah. life. Yeah. That was, that was they, it, it seems so weird. That was the theory. And they were like, you idiot. This is you. You protect it. And then eventually in 12 months later, it'll be like it. Uh, they treat it like a bone. Like it's like a bone breaks. You, you, you yeah. let it fuse. Yeah. And that's in how they 12 months, muscles. Yeah. they'll be in a wheelchair for the rest of their lives. Yeah. And there's like photos of her shaking and hands. And on an like, iron lung. Yeah. With like FDR who had polio and, and he had it too early and it's like if he had it you know if she'd been around 10 years earlier so she changed the world and like if it wasn't for the vaccine they would still be using her to, like it's just that we don't have polio anymore but yeah she went back and she unfortunately got parkinson's and then she died in toowoomba but she um was like and she lived in little other towns called nobby and uh clifton which are just like the area around They're the just area, outside but, of toowoomba, yeah, yeah yeah but that region so like and a, um, a it's it's for a similar reason that you should um, believe Trump when he says hydrochloroquine yeah, is yeah. the <laughs> no medical background. Well, right? yeah, yeah, that's that's just, I'm saying the guy's just reading it as he, he sees it lay. You know, bleeds. Uh, yeah, you're right. Things. I wish she should get more credit to be honest, because she I think she is our most successful export. Really, I, I think yeah. even Australia wide, not just to all, like I'd never heard of her. And that's people a huge talk thing. about um, Jeffrey Rush as being from yeah. Toowoomba, <laughs> yeah. but he was only there for like four. I think he was. Born there and lived there like four years, and then he moved away. And he did the um, old ghost tour operator move. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I know some theater in Sydney. Oh, there's a ghost, you know. Well, you yeah, know, they I'm named to... like he's like the patron of the Empire Theater now, even though it's like he wasn't really. Yeah, um, he was there right. for a couple of years. Oh, that sucks. And also, it doesn't yeah seem like the best guy. Oh well, so I think we've got. Probably to the last two questions. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, should yeah, we wrap absolutely. it up? Absolutely. So, Grace, if someone says to you they want to visit Toowoomba, they want to spend a day there, and they need an itinerary, something to do morning, afternoon, and night, what do you tell them? Um. Okay. <laughs> um. Uh, Is there good cafes and stuff like that that you'd actually recommend? Have you been back? At, your parents live there, right? Yeah, yeah. I go yeah, back yeah. for Christmas. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I guess there's good cafes. Um, there's, you know, you got you got cafes available. Um, uh, you can go to the Picnic Point Lookout. Okay. Um, okay. Which is another sort of uh, good view of Tabletop Mountain, which is a mountain with a flat top. Oh. Uh, yeah. In fact, you, <laughs> that's good. You could climb Tabletop Mountain pretty good, flat on top. Um, <laughs> it's my type of mountain. Okay, four steps and I'm laying it's on real the back. Steep. It's real steep to get up there, oh, but once wow. you get up there, flat top. Uh, we just get an elevator worked out. We'll be, we were yeah. always taking uh, our French exchange students up there because they came from France to Toowoomba, and it was like, what are we gonna show them? I mean, we got this flat fucking mountain, and they were like, we hate it. Why have we done this? Like, yeah, that's fair enough. Um, <laughs> Uh, you definitely, you got to um, pick a chicken shop. Uh, depends what kind of family you are. We personally were a uh, Cracker Jack chicken family uh, because it was closer. Yep. But uh, your super rooster, in my opinion, controversial. I mean, it's not really controversial. Most people agree with me. Best chips. Best chips in southeast Queensland. Super rooster. Pretty good. Not related to, not Red Rooster. Like, it's not an upgrade of Red Rooster. No, no, it's, it's, a, it's a local thing. family, Toowoomba. Cool. Family owned for situation. another six months until they moved yeah, to Toronto. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I like to play a game when I go home. Uh, it's like see how long I can go without seeing a gollywog. Uh, 
It's usually about 12 hours. Because uh, they pop up in pharmacies and and uh, libraries and not libraries. My mum is a librarian. She would she would not appreciate that. Um, Jesus Christ. As soon as you cross Jesus. the border, the virgin stewardess just hands one out to everybody. Yeah, yeah. Avert your eyes when you see a gollywog. Yeah. Uh, same with the uh, anti-abortion um, billboards on the way in. Um, oh, no, wait. you got to um, count them, see how many you can see. There's usually about three, but they come and go. Um, <laughs> um, the chocolate shop, what's it called? Chocolate shop? Chocolate Cottage in oh. Highfields. Pretty good. Uh, Haunted as fuck. <laughs> yeah, you're fucking crawling with ghosts. Um, uh, and so that's your night. So what's your night? What's your, are you going to the theatre at night? Fissy, oh, yeah. yeah. I suppose. Get, <laughs> um, I, I suppose for a, a real Toowoomba nightlife experience, you got to get along to the Cube, um, <laughs> which is sort of like the one club oh, yeah. uh, that's there. There used to be Tombas, or maybe Tombas is where they have the formals still. There used to be another nightclub that was owned by uh, a girl I went to school with. Her stepdad owned a nightclub, and I, in about, I think, year five or so, we had a her birthday party in the club. Is like, it, he closed it. Is, is there a creepier <laughs> sentence than my stepdad owns a nightclub? Oh, <laughs> awful, dude. So bad. And I was remembering that the other day. I was like, we were like 11. Why were we like in it? I don't think we even liked it that much. It was like, it's dark and loud in yeah. here. Like, let's go home and eat pizza. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, he is now the um, member for... My electorate, um, <laughs> and he uh, was negative vote on the abortion referendum uh, in Queensland a few years ago. So Jesus. I sent him a lot of emails, uh, which was weird because it's like I know you, dude. You yeah. came to every yeah. fucking school musical. I talk to you all the time, yeah. um, and I'm furious. Uh, and yeah, so as you want to get along to the cube, eat a steak that's like on a big hot rock. I don't know why they, it's like they get a big hot rock and they serve steak on it. And, um, some sort of dance school or, uh, school or if someone is, po someone's putting on an amateur musical, uh, at the Empire Theatre and you would be missing out if you missed that. Uh, I don't think anything's been as good as the year they did, uh, Hairspray with... <laughs> No black people. Hairspray's um, <laughs> <laughs> got nudity as well, doesn't it? Hairspray. No, I don't think it has a nudity, but like uh, the whole premise is it's about racial segregation in America. Yeah. And they just sort of. And it's like, it's not like we don't have black people in Toowoomba. We have so many. They Sudanese... just didn't make the cut in auditions. Yeah, exactly. oh, okay. I'm sorry. But Susie Ann just. They had to puppety get a couple of gollywogs on strings to walk <laughs> yeah. around. They got the Greek kids and tandem. Are you oh, serious? Which is oh. not all right, dude. Oh it's actually God. not good. The woman who played <laughs> Madame Motormouth, who is like famously played by Queen Latifah in the movie, was a white woman. Like, she was a white woman, yeah. like, singing soul. Oh, it was awful. Oh. God. I love it when they use Greek to, to claim the, this diversity. <laughs> so, you know, and they're not all white. There's a Greek guy. This guy yeah. is half Serbian. You know, it's, come on, man. That's not wild. I think there are a couple about. of indigenous girls were in it, but it like just visually with hairspray, it, it 
it's a it's, it, the the movies about like the the musicals about race, yeah. so you, you really want to get the uh, look of it yeah, um, yeah, if yeah, you're yeah. gonna do it, and no self tanning involved, no. <laughs> ideally. No. Um, but there's probably something fucked going on there. Um, if that anything, if you hang around long enough, you'll see a teen get fingered um, <laughs> by a ghost, maybe. By a ghost. <laughs> um, Oh, that sounds like yeah. a that's a pretty uh, that's a pretty <laughs> and if you go in 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 September, Carnival of Flowers, Queens oh, Park, yeah. a beautiful that's event. That's Absolutely. a very that's a very full and politically loaded day. <laughs> it's interesting because the Carnival of Flowers has gotten some like really good acts, like and they used to have a, a festival on Easter weekend called Easterfest, which was like the biggest Christian music festival in the southern hemisphere and so you'd just be sitting like on your easter school holidays just sitting outside like a gelatissimo and there'd be a guy like dragging a full-sized cross down margaret street oh, wow. you'd be like oh yeah easter fest is on <laughs> um, i thought you said big time axe people like did you hear daffodils turning up this year yeah, yeah. <laughs> no but for carnival of flowers i mean you got you 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 definitely you've always got a, a tribute act um, we had Abba Bjorn again, oh. who put on quite a show. Um, <laughs> but we've had, uh, I think Sasquatch was my first ever gig, which was like in a sand pit behind a fucking alley in Toowoomba when I was like 16. And they rocked. Um, they're from Melbourne, I think. Right. And right. Ballpark Music and Cub Sport and Jessica so, Malboy. I've seen like Jessica, I've seen Jessica Malboy like four times, none of which on purpose. Um, she just turns up in my park. Um, <laughs> you got to announce yourself, Jess. You know? you just, just I'll just be walking by and be like, oh, fucking Jessica Malboy's back again. Year after year, she can't stay away. Jeez. She loves the daffodils. Um, <laughs> Carnival of Flowers. I, and so that's September, did you say? Yeah, last year was the first year I wasn't there. And it was, oh. it was pretty sad. It's a, oh. it's a great event. There's the food and wine festival, so you look at all the flowers all day, and then at night you go into like a big tent and just eat food you and drink with wine food and listen wine. to um, Abba tribute bands. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. So probably lead us to our last question, Jamie. Yep. So Grace, when all is said and done, your comedy career has ascended to brilliant new heights. You've got everything <laughs> you wanted from your career. When all is said and done, would you move back to Toowoomba to settle down? Uh no, I I like Toowoomba. I've talked to some other people from Toowoomba about this, where it's like we like the town and we would live there if we didn't know anybody else there. <laughs> um, <laughs> the people really make the town fucked. Yeah. Um, it's a bit of a fishbowl where you, you go down the coals and you're always seeing some idiot, you know? Is that the sort of Yeah, vibe, and it's always know? some idiot. And yeah. it's always fucking Mr. Van Gend, greatest... Um, homophobic fucking Christian <laughs> yeah, leader in the country. Yeah, um, he his church raised twenty grand in two weeks for that ad about how gay people can't be parents oh, during boy. the um, twenty grand during the uh, the no campaign, uh, which was like crazy. It's like this is, and then he his um he's a doctor. His doctor practice got um, vandalized and he was like, oh, I'm a victim of a hate crime. And it's like, dude, you're like 
Perpetuate. In your pay yeah, crimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> the author of one, man. <laughs> you, you are doing so many hate crimes like every day. It's crazy. Yes. So flush um, out flush out all the homophobes and maybe it's a place to settle down. Yeah, it's a lovely town, um, but the people are, are maniacs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, there we that's go. Right. That's, that's oh, well. You got anything to plug, Grace? I mean, I'm in lockdown. Um my career has reached no heights. Um, <laughs> you can, uh, you can uh, I mean, when you get out of lockdown, I'm sure, you, I mean, you're on a lot of lineups down in Melbourne. Very yeah, what's, your, I, uh, what's, your, what's your Instagram and everything like that? I didn't, I didn't think I'd be making much money doing comedy in my early 20s, but I did think I'd be able to do it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But anyway, uh, I'm supposed to be doing a show for the Melbourne Fringe. Uh, it's like a work in progress show for the comedy festival next year. I haven't written it because it doesn't look like it's going to happen. But if I if it does happen, it's called Very Odd Duck. It's at Comedy Republic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, set, set in a BP car park, I assume. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it'll be amazing um, if you have like three days to write it. Like you know, oh, yeah. just, go, just oh, really oh, get the pressure on. on. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best thing I've ever written. Um, um, my Instagram's Grace Jarvis. Oh no, and my Twitter is also Grace Jarvis. Oh no. Doing my best work on Twitter at the yeah, moment. Yeah, Sometimes my flatmate, thank you. <laughs> Sometimes my flatmate comes by my room and is like, "What you doing?" And I'm like, "I've made a meme." <laughs> <laughs> Montaigne liked my meme. <laughs> and um, check Grace out that. and all that stuff. Yeah, and as always, yeah. chuck us a review, a five star, or um, like the pod, subscribe. Let us like, know if you've got anything else from Toowoomba that we Tell missed. Tell some mates. Tell some mates about it. We've been getting lots of good DMs lately, and so yeah. every person who DMs us tells twenty five to. 50,000 of their closest friends. Yep. <laughs> the pyramid scheme concept of podcasts. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's really the only thing we have going for us is literally me and Jamie and Drew will talk all day about one message we got. Because <laughs> it is like <laughs> nothing else to do in lockdown. So I can just see just this guy's in us. Our newest best friend is someone that said they liked one episode of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Hell so, yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah. I, I got vaccinated the other day and I posted it on my story. Um, and I got a hate message from oh, someone wow. who was like, oh, fucking idiot. And I was like buzzing. I was like, Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the right, you know, when an idiot is hateful, it's like I'm doing the right oh, thing, yeah. you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. An anti-vaxxer is after me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> How exciting. All right. Yeah, get vaccinated, people. Absolutely. Yeah, get vaxxed, whatever go. you can get, do it. And, uh, yeah, that, thanks so much, Chris. Thanks, thanks for the time. Thank that you, was a lot yeah, of thanks fun. Thanks for having me. And All right, thanks, everybody. Bye-bye.